Hello and welcome to the next, uh, the newest edition. Oh, it's gone wrong already. To the newest edition of the Door 14 Hockey Podcast. My name is John and alongside me tonight I have Aaron. Yeah, hi. You nearly forgot your name there. Nearly forgot my name, nearly forgot your name, nearly forgot what a podcast is. Um, yeah, so I want. To... I actually wanted the last five minutes to be in the in the podcast itself, trying to figure out this this platform, Marty. Like, well done. I we said it on social media um, this week, and I said it uh, yesterday myself on Twitter. Without Marty, who is clearly not here tonight, um, there is no podcast, and without him, there nearly wasn't a podcast. <laughs> So congratulations, Marty, on your birthday yesterday. I believe you're out having a bit of fun tonight for your birthday. Hence Can't believe he's 48. I know. Imagine 48. Like old. he looks good for 48. Uh, does he? <laughs> 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 That'll uh, be Marty. Anyway, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So here's the first comment of the night: Campbell Porter, only six minutes late. Thanks very much, Campbell. You can see who it is who's trying to run the show here tonight. So, yeah, thanks very much, mate. Looking forward to your input tonight. We're lucky it's not half an hour late. <laughs> yeah. Um, Marty. Marty. Aaron. There we go. Hi. It's, it's, it's just going to continue on like this all night, folks. Uh, feel free to stick with us if you think you can uh, manage it. Um, Aaron, how are you? I'm absolutely all right. I got to very nicely join... Uh, a very good game um, live um, at the O. Um, last was that last Saturday? Is that already a week? Um, and we're going to talk about that game later on. But what what an amazing game! What an amazing atmosphere! And what that was my first live game since playoffs without actually that well watching videos and stuff like that, watching online. But yeah, it was amazing, and I was able to bring my son with me, who's only five and a half, but was t- taking it all in. Hearing your five-year-old son cheering Giants and Besco um, at the end—that that's that was the highlight of my week. Surely, if he's like that already, he's going to be a, a boomerang corner ultra before you know it. <laughs> you never know. You never. He's know. going to be up there. Goals come in. Taps off shirt, jersey, swinging around <laughs> his head, setting <laughs> off flares, <laughs> setting off flares, getting thrown out for being drunk and disorderly. It's all coming yeah, very yeah. quick. It's all it's all coming very quick, and then I'm going out, I'm out to uh, Washington in uh, in October, and I was hoping to catch a game, but of course I arrive on the Sunday, and I fly out on the Friday, and there's a game on the Saturday and the Saturday, so <laughs> I'm not going to get a catch a, a a Caps game, which sucks. But hey, shocking, shocking, shocking. I wonder. I wonder. Dave, Dave was out to Israel last time we were having a podcast. Um, and he said that uh, he did look up hockey uh, out in Israel, and apparently, apparently, it's not that big. <laughs> really, I'm, I'm shook. I am shook to my core about that news. Yeah. Um, what about you? How are you? I am good. Uh, busy, busy couple of days. Um, over in Belfast for a, a wedding. Um, uh, well, over to Belfast, then a wedding in Donegal. Uh, which unfortunately kept me away from the rink on Saturday. Uh, I was as close as I could be uh, to a game without actually being at it, which was uh, shocking, really. Uh, I know where... Pretty sure my wife doesn't listen to this, so I can say I know where I would have preferred to be. Um, but yeah, It was I mean, a game. The, it was a just game. For the, like, we're going we're gonna to come on and talk uh, about that game in period one. But 
For anyone who uh, is joining expecting a couple of the usual faces, obviously uh, there are a couple of faces missing. Uh, Marty, as we said, uh, is celebrating his uh, 53rd birthday this week. Uh, many happy returns to you. He's away doing, uh, I'm sure, something a lot more fun than listening to us ramble I think on. Getting fitted out for a Zimmer frame. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think they've decided to go with the one that doesn't have the wheels because he just doesn't have the facilities for it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Dave, unfortunately, uh, as you said, he's come back from Israel and is just not feeling too hot. So he is on the injured reserve uh, once again for this podcast. Um, Aaron, there, normally this lovely intro lasts forever and ever, but considering the two of us have told everyone out there uh, on social media um, how we are, I think it's about time that we shift uh, very neatly on to period one. Sounds good. Seamless. I'm so period. impressed. So far, so far, very impressed, John. Yeah, not a single thing has gone wrong. No. Uh, period one, then, is our local coverage. Um, I very nearly, once again, forgot what period one is, because normally this is Marty's job. Um, we look at uh, things around the elite ice hockey league um, and the other British leagues, uh, but we are sticking very, very specifically with the elite league in uh, this one this time. Uh, Marty very helpfully has done uh, quite a lot of work for this podcast for someone who's not here. Uh, so we're actually going to start by uh, chatting a, a little bit about a story that he threw in there, Aaron. Um, and this was the news out of the Elite League that uh, for pre-season games in the Elite League this season, almost 25,000 fans have been in attendance for pre-season. Um, this is amazing that, to see. That's wild, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely amazing to see. Um and I know you're 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 gonna you're gonna go through the stats now, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna go through the the stats. I, I know them off by heart. I'm I'm not currently reading them on the, the screen over to the other side uh, here at all. If anyone sees me not paying attention to the camera, it's it's nothing to do with reading the stories that I haven't read. Um, so the Elite League put out that uh, a total of twenty four thousand six hundred and ninety seven spectators took in seven games over the two days of the first full. Elite League pre-season weekend just passed. Uh, Sheffield Steelers recorded a crowd of over 9,000 at the Utili Utilitya Arena uh, to see their game against Nottingham, which ended 4-1. Uh, that was the single biggest game of the weekend. Uh, in Scotland, both the Flyers and the Stars had almost 2,000 fans uh, for their local derby games um, against each other. Glasgow set a franchise record for season ticket sales over the summer, played on the road in Cardiff, but will return to Brayhead Arena this Friday night or tomorrow if you're watching live today, if you're listening back to the podcast on uh, release day. Um, these are brilliant numbers. These are fantastic Absolutely numbers amazing. to see. Yeah, yeah. This this early, and I appreciate it's not even seasons, pre-season, but uh, these, you can just see that there, there's been that gap We've had that um, off season, and everyone's just itching, itching to get back into the arena and uh, to to see this ice hockey. And you could I, the one stat you missed out there was on Saturday night. We had what's over six thousand fans yep. at the SSE, and it was loud. You felt it. Uh, it was a great atmosphere um, on the Saturday night. So let let may it keep continuing, and we we'll get we we'll get these stats keep going up. There was a lot of uh, they they done this a number of times last year. They announced they they kept announcing stats uh of 
how many people were going to games. Um, they've done it a couple of times last year, from what I can remember. Yeah, so uh, included in this story that Lee put out is the, the sort of average figures that they managed to get last season. The average attendance figure um, on record for 2022-23 late league season was over 3,200 per game. And for the first time, they surpassed a million spectators. Uh, or sorry, for only the second time, a million spectators over the entire season. Uh, but I think what these preseason numbers are showing is that even though these games are, if you like, nothing games, they are, let's call them friendlies, but we're going to talk mm. later in period three about how they very clearly were not friendlies. Um, <laughs> they, there's clearly an appetite for hockey out there, um, especially yeah. when you're seeing, seeing a team like Fife, uh, who Fife and Dundee actually, let's take them both. Um, both teams who struggled last year for very different reasons. Both teams who have gone through um, coaching changes and fairly substantial roster changes uh, coming into this season uh, to hit over 2,000. I mean, 2,000 is a number that the Flyers were desperate for uh, come the middle of last season, even towards the end when they were in the final of the Challenge Cup. Um, that's a sort of number that they would be crying out for um, yeah. in there. So th that clearly shows that there's an appetite and that clearly these teams have made the right changes. Fans are engaged uh, and people want to watch hockey. That's, that's I think, you've, you've hit the nail on the head, especially when it comes to Fife, that they were struggling at the end of the last season and the changes that they have made. I'm just actually, you know what, I'm just repeat, exactly repeating what you're just <laughs> what you just said. It's been, it's been they've been receptive to it. They're 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 not like oh no, don't agree with the changes. I'm still not going. It looks yeah. like they're they're agreeing with the changes and they're they're wanting to come along, which is is great to see. Yeah, that's it. You're you're totally right. The fans are voting with their feet. They're voting with their money as well because right? mm. these preseason games are not free uh, to watch for fans either. Uh, people are parting with hard earned cash for essentially games with nothing on the line because they mm. want to see how their team has developed over the summer. They want to see, uh, with the Scottish teams in particular, they want to see how their local rivals are shaping up uh, going into this season. Um, I know that Fife and Dundee, they'll both have their eyes on the Challenge Cup uh, for looking what Fife did last season. Dundee will maybe have their eyes on doing something similar this season. Um, so yeah, it, it's really, really impressive to see. Uh, on the CHL, with Belfast hitting over 6,000 fans, the other thing that I wanted to highlight from this was um, that apparently the Giants are currently ranking second uh, with highest average attendances in the CHL, only behind Adler Mannheim of Germany. Um, and they've, they've made that the point has been made that the Whoa. CHL, whilst being, love it or hate it, whether you, you like your team or your teams competing in the CHL, whether you agree with that, a team competing in a competition that maybe they don't have much of a chance in. Uh, maybe uh, the Giants, and we hope that the Giants have a, a, an opportunity to move into playoffs, but it's realistically, it's not a competition that we're probably going to go and win. Whereas you see the Giants playing the likes of Tapera, for example, and that barn's half empty mm. because the fans aren't engaged with this competition. They see it as a essentially what the EHL fans have just come out in numbers for. They see it as a pre-season leg stretch, um, not really something to get overly um, excited about. And here's the Belfast Giants proving it the other way around, uh, getting a big win that we're going to talk about in a minute um, and getting huge attendances, nearly a sellout comp uh, for that game 
Uh, yeah. In fact, I think they announced it was a sellout. Uh, oh. But, uh, if it if it wasn't, it was damn close. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and you've got fans it, like Mark and Katrina. They were they were there on on Saturday night's game, and they had literally, as far as I know, Mark. You, if you're listening, you can correct me. You got off the plane like an hour before the game, dropped your bags off somewhere, and then came to the game. When you've got fans like that, of course the numbers are going to be good. Absolutely. Even even forward. when you're right. Go ahead. Yeah, I look forward to being one of those fans for the next CHL game because I will be in attendance. Uh, I'll be getting off the plane with about 90 minutes to spare and I will be at that game. Awesome. Um, right, let's leave that behind um, and let's stick with the EIHL, Aaron. And you've uh, you've been having a look at the Coventry plays. I have. and I, I was interested with this and I put a really uh, cheesy title to it. Are they off to a blazing start? Um, uh, so... And uh, I appreciate it's pre-season, but they have they have been doing uh, fairly okay for themselves over the last uh, for the for the preseason. Of course, the Cardiff Devils like they've they've won every single preseason so far. Uh, but the Devils, uh, they with Manchester Storms making their debut in Coventry uh, a couple of nights ago, uh, you know the players pretty much like knocked them out. <laughs> to be fair, and and w- the reason why I was interested with this is that. Um, this is early starts, but we've, we, this is a story that we keep seeing year on year with the Blaze, you know, really hitting the ground running and then burning themselves out. Um, and I was just wondering what you were thinking about that, John. Um, yeah, we've seen, like you say, we've seen it before with teams who come in looking hot through, um, whether it's pre-season, whether it's the start of the season. Um mm through the early stages of the Challenge Cup looking like they are really on it for the rest of the season and look like they're going to be top three, top two teams and then it can happen to tail off and unfortunately that has been the case for the Blaze over the last few seasons. Uh, They, Like you say, they start the season looking like a force um, in much the way that they are just now. They're 4-0 in pre-season or something. Yeah. and beating Manchester yeah, at four four one. <clears throat> yeah, or sorry, the two two and oh for uh, play. I don't know how many. Games. I'm not a Blaze fan. Uh, if there's a Blaze <laughs> fan watching, tell us how many games you've won uh, against how many you haven't lost. Um, but yeah, it's whether whether that translates to to regular season um, and how much you can look at the games and say, well, the opposition are, are dialed in. Um, they're actually playing like we're going to see in a couple of weeks time um yep. you just it's it's hard to balance hard that to... one it's, it's hard to figure out exactly what it is that you're you're looking at what team you're looking at at this point um yeah one thing that uh, caught that when i was reading that the highlight of the game itself um because we had uh the name has escaped me banners in the wall um anthony anthony sorry anthony on the call last time when we were talking about the nihl um Connor Lee, 16-year-old, got uh, nearly 11 minutes of ice time um, on, in his first game with the Storm, which is which is pretty cool. Um, awesome. And that's that. Uh, oh, no, no, sorry. Am I getting his name mixed up with someone else? Sorry, it's Finley Hiles. has a two-way with Telford, uh, Telford Tigers with the NHL, and he played uh, um, nearly nine minutes. But there's two things there. One, 16-year-old logging 11 minutes, 
um, mm. uh, with these guys. And then because we were talking last time about those two ways, we had uh, Finley Hiles playing uh, nearly nine minutes of the game. So I thought I just wanted to give those two guys a shout out because based on what we were talking about in the last podcast. Yeah, it's definitely interesting that, I mean, these games are ideal for those guys to get ice time. Um, yeah. There are opportunities for coaches to see how these young guys are going to fit in long-term with the squad, uh, what they can bring, and then coaches will look at the opportunities then that those guys present. Is it um, when you're going down? I'm going to bring a, a, a comment up here that... Uh, our friend Fuzz uh, has just put in there and he's absolutely right. Injuries can take their toll on teams, especially the ones that don't have the same depth of roster as the bigger teams. And you're absolutely right. Um, and I think that is proof of the point that I'm sort of trying to make here is that mm. um, these these guys are looking at what they, they have in the locker with these young guys. They're not going to get the ice time in the early part of the season that your imports and your more experienced Brits are going to get. But those guys can make a difference when and if injuries, like Fuzz says, start to make an impact um, yeah. on a team and how they're uh, playing through the season. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of other, any other teams? I know we we did talk about looking at like preseason um, chats and stuff, making predictions and stuff. But we're gonna we're gonna leave that until hopefully the next podcast when at least three, if not all four of us, are together. And we can do our traditional and annual uh, predictions for uh, all three trophies and where we think the season's going to lie come uh, April, end of April, start of May time. Uh, but is there, with the news, any of the news that you've seen, any of the pre-season stuff, is there, is there any teams that are you think are ones to watch, let's say? Um, I've got to admit, the only one that I've uh, I've really seen, as I say, was that the, the Cardiff Devils have won at, like six. Have they played six preseason games already? Played Couldn't two against six. us, two against European teams, at least that I know, because uh, we're going to talk about one of those in a second. Um, I'm not sure if it's six or four that they've played. Uh, once again, I'm going to make the point that I'm not a Devils fan uh, and I don't pay attention to them. So if there's a Devils fan watching, you can just correct us on how many games you've won. Here, I think you're right. Go. I think they've got a clean. I think they have a clean sheet. Yeah, um, Cardiff Devils got... made it six straight uh, preseason wings with a four-goal victory over the Glasgow clan. At oh, that's right. A... They had the home away with Glasgow as well. Yeah, yeah. Six straight wins, man. That's that's yeah, strong. Take it, take it with a pinch of salt. Um, of course. The they haven't they have made changes in the in the roster in the lineup, but not as many as the Giants have made um, through this season. So the games that we've played against them uh, before we hit the ice in the CHL, um, they they've had more time to and their players have more experience of, of playing together. Um, yeah. So the fact that those games went the way that they went, I think it was a shootout and an overtime loss. Um, give or take, I'm, I might be wrong on that. Um, but they're they're neither here nor there. I think the Giants have come good, and again, we're going to talk about how they've come good in a second. Um, they're also then the rest of their games, their European games. It's against teams traveling over to Cardiff. Um, their lower league teams essentially as well. When you look at the the balance of the <coughs> leagues that they've come from compared to where the elite league is now, so it's yeah. no surprise really that they've they've won those games. And then the games against the clan, uh, essentially that is the clan have 
got their guys in and the first thing after one or two training camps uh, or training sessions they're straight into playing a, game, a team that are four games deep uh, into uh, their season more training sessions under their belt uh, I believe I think the clan have now got all of their players uh, here in the country uh, in Renfrew um, but I'm not sure that they had absolutely everyone in place for the games with Cardiff um, but again I wouldn't be taking too much from that uh, yeah to answer the question I asked you, uh, interestingly, Glasgow are one of the teams to watch for me. Um, I think they've made a few incredibly shrewd signings. I think that is a team on the rise. Uh, and watch me eat my words. Watch this happen again, where we say. The... But we want it. But we want it to happen. We want. We want. I would love to see any of the, you know the Scottish teams really yeah. come up the ranks. You know the they're they're. Unfortunately, they're always that that lower end of the table, really, aren't they? Um, yeah. um, we we want that change. We want that mix up. So it would be great for for the clan Fife as well because they've made a fair changes. Um, to yeah. to 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 see them change around. As you say, hopefully you're not eating your words though. Yeah. What changes have I you think, seen that you think are really going to make it for the clan? I think the coaching change. I mean, we knew that a coaching change was coming. Um, but just mm. the the feeling of the signings um, and the general attitude around that team at the minute. Um, yes, you can ridicule them if you want because of this whole massive Glasgow clan movement that they're talking about. Um, I mean, they're just leaving themselves open for absolute ridicule later down the season if nothing happens. What's this? Oh, they're they're uh, <coughs> their uh, fans started a we're the massive Glasgow clan is in a massive club and all the rest of it basically a, a reaction going the other way from what happened at the end of last season um, but it's one of those it's one of those danger things like you you stick all your eggs into that sort of messaging and then you don't deliver and yeah, yeah. You, you run the risk of just absolute ridicule from nine other teams uh, and, and your own fans later down the line Um so I do think that there's potential there. Um, you mentioned Fife as well. Fife are, I think, on the rise yet again, that coaching change, that long-awaited coaching change in Fife. Um, Tom Coolan stepping in on the bench there. Watching some of the social media content coming out of the Flyers um, over the last few days, their derby against Dundee, um, pretty feisty affairs uh, as well. Um, they... They look like a team on the up. They they look like a. They're using the new era hashtag. I mean, we used it years ago, um, here in Belfast. But it really does feel like a new era for the Five Flyers. Um, and if they're getting crowds of over two thousand, surely if over a month's worth of games, everyone chips in a pound at the door, they could get at least half of the car park resurfaced uh, at some point and just spread. You know, spread it out over the season. Uh, How bad is this car park? It's atrocious. Um, is it is it Martin, part of the part of the experience? Is like actually you know you get to go to the game, but like the first half of it is like getting parked and making sure you don't fall through something. The first part of the the game is getting in there, trying not to wreck your car uh, <laughs> as you drive in, um, and getting thrown around in your car because of the potholes, like you're being checked by the opposition team's enforcer. Uh, so it's a, it's 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 one of these four D experiences then. I mean, it's a four day experience if you manage to get yourself stuck in one of the potholes. Um, 
Fuzz, obviously, with a, a bit of experience there. Uh, you're you're not wrong. Oh, the size of hippos. <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, right, Aaron. Well, hold on before you was... before you move on. You, we, we've obviously got Fuzz on uh, listening. We've got Campbell there. You guys are on the on the chats. Are there any teams that you? But while we're moving on to the next uh, story, are there any teams that you guys are uh, quite interested in? I'm sure we'll yeah, come absolutely. back to it after the next story. Yep, if there's uh, and if there's anyone on uh, Twitter as well, uh, we will be keeping an eye on the, the Twitter comments as well. So if you want to throw uh, anything in, uh, please do. We we love the interaction uh, that we've been getting since we decided to go live with the podcast. Um, so please do get involved. Uh, Aaron, moving us on uh, a little bit here, um, I want to take us to Cardiff. Uh Cardiff were Do we, we have to already. No, I'm joking. <laughs> we were we were talking about their preseason games um, mm. against European uh, opposition, uh, and they were playing one of their games. And I'm not going to go into the the full ins and outs, but I'm hoping you've had a chance to see this video while I've kind of vamped for time here. Um, but this is um, their signing of Riley Brandt, um, who the Cardiff Devils have lauded uh, since this incident uh, last or two weekends ago uh, mm. as being sort of their go-to guy. They, they they think they love to see it and from the reaction the Cardiff Devils fans seem to absolutely love to see it as well. But Riley Brandt coming off the bench during an altercation to essentially jump uh, a player to be honest, making a complete fool of himself because he tries to jump the player and actually ends up landing on his own head uh, for a start. Um, this is a pre-season game. If he does that in regular season, I would like to think that he sits out a couple of games. Because <laughs> for a start, he's come off the bench for an altercation. Let alone, this is a, a sport where head injuries and like a lot of sports where head injuries and concussions are being lauded as the the big demon in the room and mm. players need to be protected from this here's a player putting himself and his opponent at risk he jumps on the guy's back and puts them head first onto the ice he nearly takes his own head out as well. exactly <laughs> like you, exactly you watch it's, the video the 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 other player's head goes down, and he's the, the other player. Unfortunately, doesn't have the support or the balance to to support this guy's weight as well. So he goes head head face, you know, head face, head down straight onto the ice as well. Um, so as you're right, it's it's not even just putting the other player in danger, but putting himself in danger. Yeah. Um... Do, do you know when you were originally talking? I hadn't watched it all uh, or got the full thing and I was thinking it back because I know you were, you were talking about how the the, the Cardiff Devils are, are getting behind them and you know they're loving it and I, it kind of reminded me of Sean Morrow Sean McMorrow remember we had the, the sheriff and yep. he was the big heavyweight and we, we all got little sheriff, I have one somewhere the wee sheriff badge um, and he was the heavyweight and we all got kind of behind that and up until the point where it was that he came off the ice for that and jumped on the guy's back, I was like, "Well, we we were we were guilty of that." Fair enough. That was what two thousand and ten. So it was only thirteen years ago. 
<laughs> but the, the um, point is, so you say it's only 13 years ago, but the, the point is in those 13 years, the game has moved changed. on. The, yeah. the game has, has certainly moved on and player safety is absolutely paramount. Uh, we've talked about it quite a lot as incidents have come up here and uh, anyone who comments on hockey in a fan perspective or a professional perspective or on a podcast or whatever will say words to the effect of that nobody should these players are working uh, yeah. they're earning a wage nobody should expect to go to work and leave it injured in yep. respect of what Riley Brandt has done in this situation um, you talk about the Sean McMorrow's you talk about the effectively the age of the enforcer Yeah, I think we're past that now and let's first Fights start happen. let's just talk about let's talk about Brandt for a second he's not an enforcer the guy is five foot with skates on i mean he jumps into the challenge the guy that he jumps on is a clear four or five inches taller than him so it's not like this guy's been signed as an enforcer um what it it appears is that his blood's gotten up it's a pre-season game he thinks well i'm probably not going to take a ban for this i'm going to come off the bench i think this is the important thing to to bear in mind with all of this is that he leaves the bench to do this yeah I, I listened to the three on three podcast this week. Um, guys are doing fantastic work on the three on three podcast. I've kind of put that out on social media myself as well. And Paddy Smith from a view from the bridge was their guest uh, this week. Um, and it was great to hear Paddy talking and having the freedom to talk, not on a view from the bridge, kind of give his unfiltered opinion on stuff. And do you know what? He's a hundred percent right. when he said that, he hopes that Riley Brandt continues to do this for the rest of the season. Because, as Paddy says, he'll do it once, he'll take a ban and he'll sit a few games. And I hope he comes off his ban and I hope he does it again. Because he's going to continue to be the guy in that roster who's going to cost that team games, Mm. cost them points, and potentially then cost them trophies as the season goes on. But then you've got the risk of potentially hurting hurting other players, yeah, it would be good because he, he's Dude. potentially putting that risk on uh, on Cardiff, but then he's putting the risk on on other teams' players, our players. Um, but I, I get where Paddy's coming from because as you say, then it's then he's he becomes a hindrance to them. Yep, you're more, right. More than a skill. I'm going to throw up a, a comment here that we had from Fuzz on this one before I come back to another comment that he's made. Um he says that the league should have stepped in already and not let this go, put down the marker of expectation for players and safety. Um, yeah, I think I think Fuzz is one hundred percent right. Uh, I think you've hit. The so there, the there's no there's no there's no bans with pre seasons or anything like that. And there, nope. is there's that no, is that all? No it? jurisdiction. Effectively, there's no jurisdiction for the elite league on this because they're pre season friendlies, but also because okay. this was a European opposition who were it was an exhibition game. So effectively. The Elite League, the Elite League Department of Player Safety has no input uh, with regards to this. But Fuzz, I think you're 100% right. I think there there should have been something said, even a statement to say this is inappropriate play um, during the Elite League season. If Riley Brandt or any player conducts himself in this form, this will be dealt with uh, as appropriate to the rule book, um, and action will be taken against the player. And against the team, yep. that's a um, that would be a coaching uh, penalty as well. Uh, you, we've seen it before. That would be um, 
the coach, uh, Paul Dixon. Paul Dixon? That's not Paul Dixon. It's uh, GB coach, um, who's now there. It'll come back to me in a second when we're talking about something else completely unrelated. Um, that's him not controlling his bench. So that would come in. Uh, Fuzz, you make the comment there, can the double IHF not step in? I'm not entirely sure, if I'm totally honest. But again, I think because it's an exhibition game, because both teams have entered into it, effectively in good faith as an exhibition game, I'm not 100% sure that they have any anything there. I think realistically, the only thing that you've got there, it's effectively a rec game that the Devils have charged people to come in and watch. Um, so it would only be if the opposition player decided to do something mental like press charges, uh, if they happen to be injured. So I think that's kind of the boat that you're in with these international games. Um, Pete Russell. So, Pete Russell, there you go. Um, I was getting them mixed up with Guilford's coach there uh, all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, talking, talking of... Uh, Talking of uh, Paul Dixon, uh, I think I put this into our group chat. It's not in the running order, but did you uh, did you see the uh, the social media piece that they were getting their headshots taken? Um, no, I'm sure it was. Uh, so he's suited and booted uh, from the top half, but uh, shorts on the bottom half. <laughs> that's, but isn't that's just, but that's just like like I. You work from home, right? You're you, you're a remote worker as well. So when you're, yeah. you're on Zoom all day, now fair enough. I today I do have jeans on, so I, like I could stand up, but surely that's you know when you're when you're a remote. I can't stand up. I've got jeans on. Don't look so scared. No, no, I'm just <laughs> nobody. Nobody told me we had to wear trousers tonight. <laughs> exactly. When you're like, if you're a work remote worker and you're working from home, and you're on Zoom. You might have a nice shirt on and then shorts underneath. One hundred percent acceptable. There's what's acceptable, and then there's what your team puts on social media for you. <laughs> um, right, I'm going to run it quickly back there. Uh, we asked about any comments on uh, the teams and everything this season, and uh, Fuzz the, seems to be the only guy commenting on uh, YouTube here tonight. Um, says he thinks it's Fox's last chance in Sheffield uh, this year, or that potentially he maybe only has until Christmas and could get the boot before the end of the season. Um, before Christmas Aaron, yeah what's your thoughts have we had we have had cut coaches thrown out yep. halfway through the season before we have Nottingham have done it uh, I think Sheffield have done it in the past um, I'm pretty sure a few others have also done it um, I don't think you're wrong Fuzz um, I think we joked about some of the signings that teams made being interesting and uh, I think the sort of tongue-in-cheek one was Davy Phillips being signed from the Belfast Giants. I think everyone's like, oh, what's going on there? And since then, through pre-season in CHL, we've actually seen that's been a, an absolutely astonishing signing, uh, getting him mm. across from Sheffield. The news of Aaron Fox re-signing after playoffs uh, and after it, 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 was, the guy, was that Was that the guy that walked off before any... Oh, sorry... Yeah. Yeah, before, yeah, at playoffs. At playoffs, he walked off um, before any handshakes, and yes, didn't and didn't every, stay for John O'Phillips uh, for his skate off. But then I think came back out because I think he'd been told to go back out because uh, it wasn't right for him to to just disappear out at that point. Um, he's yes. also the guy. He's also the guy who got captured on camera on the Elite League live stream, the post game interviews, swearing. Uh, as he sat down, uh, and I remember clipping that and sending that round to you guys uh, yes. after, uh, or sorry, during playoffs when I was in the media room. 
um that was that was just hilarious it was fantastic yes sorry i i'm i'm i'm, I'm remembering now yeah i 100 agree i was surprised to see him back yeah. i think we're uh, all, we're i think all that's been the, the big surprise um well, here he goes again. Fuzz, you're, you're going to extend the show. There's only two of us now here. I thought it was going to be a short one, but uh, here we go again. Fuzz asks, can Guilford repeat their incredible year from last year? Could be interesting to see how that goes. 100%. And to be totally honest, just for competition, I really hope they do. Um, I think the teams in the top half of the Elite League have all strengthened in different ways. Um Belfast have seen a particularly large roster change, uh, but we're victims of our own success. Uh, we were that's three years in a row with the uh, the league, uh, a few years in a row with the Challenge Cup, and now getting the the Grand Slam. Because uh, if anyone forgot, uh, just uh, sort of over the summer and over the the first couple of weeks of preseason, the the Belfast Giants won the Grand Slam in twenty twenty two twenty three. What have you got? Oh, there they are. Oh, there's Sorry, your just, playoff just cups. Playoff cups as well. Just to, just to put them there. Sorry. There you go. Um, but yeah, we're, the Giants were victims of their own success and players have uh, moved on. They've signed in bigger and better leagues um, as anyone would do. Success breeds success. Uh, and it's great to see those guys move on to get uh, extra opportunities in, in those bigger and better leagues. Uh, Guildford have done less uh, I think they're one of the teams like Cardiff who have stuck with a, a core um, and I think Paul Dixon has proven uh, what that team can do uh, and as a I don't even want to call them a right team as a leisure centre team uh, it's it's great to see those teams with what you suspect to be smaller budgets uh, whether you believe about the elite league cap or not um, it's, it's great to see those guys do more with less. Um, that being said, I don't think Guildford are in the sort of Dundee, Fife, Manchester zone of budget. I think they're above that. Um, but I hope they do because the competition was fantastic. The fact it went to the last weekend of the season was fantastic. Um, we all in Belfast, we talk about the the winning by Christmas season uh, under Paul Lady. That was fantastic at the time, but then it got boring. Because we'd already done it and things got a bit stale and playoffs just were nowhere. Um, the I think genuinely the reason that Belfast came through and won that uh, Grand Slam last season is because they were pushed right to the end. Every single game from Christmas was like a playoff game. They but if you're, say, you're saying Christmas, I... I... I keep having Christmas in my head as well because at that point Guildford were runaway up yep. until Christmas, if it, and then there was a bit of a shuffle and around, and then the Giants ha had to put their pedal to, pedal to the metal, and as you said, every every game counted. Um, exactly, but that, it, that doesn't happen without competition, though. Um, no, and that's that's what I like to see. Cardiff got in the mix as well, um, and like let's not forget them; they look like they're going to be a force going into this season. Um, I think Sheffield, while they're still with Aaron Fox, I think they have strengthened. Uh, whether I think they've strengthened enough to breach higher than third, I'm not convinced. Uh, Nottingham, I don't think have made... They've made changes, but I don't think they are 
going to break much farther than fifth or fourth. Now we're getting into preseason. We're get we're getting into predictions, and let's not do that. Um, so we'll we'll leave that for another podcast, and we're going to talk about the last story that we've got here in period one. Um, and Aaron, this uh, you were at the game. I'm going to let you go through this. Um, Giants uh, came home after playing three road games in the CHL. Uh, unfortunately, coming back uh, with no points, but not for a lack of trying. Uh, honestly, with some of the, the games, the Innsbruck game, for example, could have, should have been a win. Um, but for a, a few soft penalty calls um, and just not taking some of the grade A chances, um, they gave the reigning and defending CHL champions a good run through 30 minutes. Um, and then saw the, the class of that Tapara team uh, just kind of take over. Um, the the other Finnish game could have could have been a win. It was a one-goal game in the end. Uh, but things were corrected, the ship was righted, and the Giants took a 4-0 win against the Bolzano Foxes. Before we go into that game, um, you... you... We we watched we watched. Do you remember? So we were at Marley's house when we watched the yep, game, and we, we got a boojum. And we all commented on how brave when Kiefer was being interviewed at the end after the just taking that loss. Do you remember the question that um, I can't remember the the interviewer's name? He was just turned around to Kiefer oh. and was like, "What was it?" You know, I was like, "With three straight losses, how are you going to write this ship?" And you all of us just went, "Oh." Yeah. Because you just saw the look on Keeper's face. I mean, you you look at a coach of the the playing pedigree and now the coaching pedigree of Adam Keefe and you have the balls to ask a question like that to a guy who's standing four feet in front of you, well within swinging distance. Um, (laughs) The look look was awesome. (laughs) That look was, yeah, like I say, if looks could kill... um, CHL not... comment, commentators and interviewers have been interesting. I'm not for a, a, a second suggesting that I could do any better, but the have you seen the online um, highlights package of the Bolzano game? No. Because it's a really annoying highlights package because it's only two minutes and it's very short and only effectively captures the goals. Uh, but apparently Beskarwani has changed his name to Beskarwani. Beskarwani? It's watch it, uh, and I would say to anyone to to watch it, it's uh, it's it's ho- it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, go into the actual game itself. <clears throat> we kind of go through this every season, where we kind of go tell us about the first game that you get to of the season, and that was what this game was. I appreciate it's not the season's preseason, uh, but the first game um, after uh, the break there. And what a game. We've already talked about the stats there that it was, you know, it was a, a 4-0 uh, shutout. Beskawani was absolutely on fire. It had a crowd of over 6,000 people there. I have to admit, I only got to really see the first and third period uh, because my five-year-old son decided that he needed to go for a walk um, during the second period. So he spent the second period going round and round uh, the, the rink. Um but the, t- the two periods that I did see were absolutely amazing. And that third period, uh, Besco, he was just on fire, absolutely on fire. And then we had a, we were, we had, we had a shorthanded goal, right? It was like, was it three, three, four, three, five? 
We were down to honestly down remember, and I'll be totally honest. I've only been able to watch the the two minute highlights package because while you guys had, like I said at the very start, while you guys were having the time of your life watching this four uh, 0 shutout, I mm. was at a wedding in Donegal, walking my daughter around the venue in her buggy because she decided to be an absolute uh, terror that entire day. Uh, enough so that we ended up not even staying in the Airbnb in Donegal and drove the two and a bit hours all the way back to my father-in-law's in Belfast that night because she was that you. bad. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, uh, Fuzz just c- confirmed it was a five-on-three goal. Absolutely amazing. So, yeah, um, Besco had 28 shots fired at them, saved them all. We took an early leave about seven minutes in um, and then it just, it just got better from that. Period two... Couple of um, you know we we killed some uh, early penalties as well there, um, but it was just an abs an absolute outstanding game to be at. Yeah, like I said, the the two minute highlights are fantastic if you ignore the mispronunciation of Besco's name. Um, it's fantastic to get off the mark. Um, it is the Giants' first win of the season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had the two preseason games against Cardiff and three away games in the CHL, all of them unfortunately else. Um, this, I think, first game, um, first competitive game, let's call it, in front of the, the home crowd. Um, yes, the game against Cardiff was competitive, but there was nothing on the line. There was no points on the line. Uh, 6,000 plus people in the arena. That was the game the Giants needed. That was the, the result the Giants needed. Um, and their first... Um, their first shutout in the CHL as well. Um, it, it's just epic. And there's no one better to have there. Um, again, this is a, a competition and a position that Besco has earned. Uh, the couple of times where he's helped us compete uh, and qualify for the CHL, he hasn't actually been here for the CHL campaign. He's, this is his mm. first run at the CHL with the Giants. Uh, and he's clearly enjoying himself. Um Campbell's uh, coming back and just uh, correcting us on uh, that the five on three was uh, in the Innsbruck game, and I think yeah. you're 100% right there. Uh, but we we, Besco, we were definitely Besco down. Loving to, Besco loving it. Besco loving it as well. Yeah, we were definitely down to three skaters um, in the second period at some point. I, I, I'm 100% confident in that. Um, well, I say maybe I, we didn't I, get I do the think goal. You're right. Uh, uh, we killed it. We killed a five on three on Saturday. Yep. You're absolutely That's right. Cheers, Campbell. Yep, there you are. See, Campbell, that's that's why we have a Facebook page. That's why we, we maintain one just for you. <laughs> just so you for you. Come on here, just for you, so you can come on here and you can correct us because we've no idea what we're talking about. Um, so, yeah, and that's that's the image that's kind of gone viral this week as well as Besco basically just living his best life, standing in the, the crease and loving the fact that the guys out on the ice are doing the job for him. Um, I think listening to a view from the bridge listening to Davey with the stats for uh, the game at home uh, something like 20 block shots in that game mm. so you can say that Besco was standing on his head and he absolutely was he, he pulled off some absolutely fantastic saves but the guys putting their body on the line as well we look we yeah, took interest yeah. for it as well we um, did. I think there's three three guys who didn't return for the third period um, because of taking block shots I think there's one to the knee there's an undisclosed injury, I think, to Garside um, as well, who didn't return for the third period, and another one. Um, so, like, the, that was a full team 60-minute performance, and those are what we need 
if we want yep. to repeat the Grand Slam. We're going to have to do that night <coughs> after night for a full season. And that's what we can get. We can get those results. So it's fantastic to see. And our guys looked fast that night. And I wish I had na names of actual players that were like, 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 really um kind of took my breath away a few times it was like the speed that they were able to get up from one i'll, I'll tell one... you one of them is who's massively impressed me is koi sato right koi sato looks the business um once the lines get settled uh and i think i think that top top two lines are starting to get settled now but koi sato looks fantastic if mcleod can get into the sort of form that he had um towards the back end of last season and the way he only came in at the back end of last season uh, then he'll be great as well there's Fuzz making the exact same point as me McLeod and Sato um, they, they are danger guys for, for this year for us for the, the season they're going to be absolutely lights out and I'll throw it out there I said it on social media and I took some uh, some crap for it uh, through the off season Bariga looks brilliant um, and I, I said tongue in cheek on Twitter when the signing was announced that uh, I was loving the way that the Giants over the last few seasons have taken those little diamonds in the rough from other teams uh, being very, very tongue-in-cheek. Uh, obviously alluding to bringing in Besco from Edinburgh uh, back in the day, uh, bringing in Shane Owen from Fife, um, and then bringing in the likes of Bariga from Dundee, who's basically just hopped in the, the same bus that uh, Mace has jumped in on his way back over the, the RSA. Um He's he's been fantastic for me over the the games that I've seen so far. Um, so I think, uh, are we on it again? No, we're doing we're doing predictions again. Fairly, let's not do fairly. It. Let's not do it. Next season, next one. Next. Campbell and 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 Fuzz, make sure you get your predictions in for the next podcast. Think about that so that when we're when we're recording that, you can absolutely you know, and anyone, anyone, wants of to course, anyone. Yes, hit us up on the socials at Door Fourteen. Pretty much everywhere. Um, although to be fair. If you send us a um, what's that called? A TikTok, we'll probably not see it. A what? A TikTok. Because all of us, because all of us are far too old for TikTok. Let's be totally honest. Um, Whatever and, happened to the other one? Hold on. Talking about social media, there was there not another one that we had to set up recently? Did we look at that? Threads, but I don't know if threads. who actually uses Threads. Does anyone use Threads? Can we can we stream to Thread? Do you know what? It's probably like TikTok and probably everyone under the age of like 21 is over there right now. But we're of we're a certain cool age. Enough. Uh, we're not cool And enough. let's be honest, Marty's so old now that if we just int keep introducing new social medias, he's just going to get confused. Celebrating yeah. his 65th birthday today. I know. Just just incredible what that guy does at that age. Uh, just you. incredible. Aaron, anything else for period one before we move on? No, just glad Hockey's back. That's it. Right, we'll move swiftly on to period two. It's me. It Welcome. is you. <laughs> I was like, "What are you? What are you doing, John?" Welcome back to period two for international hockey. Now we actually only have the one story here because. Just like, uh, just like us, uh, all the other teams are uh, are taking a wee summer break, playing some golf. Um, so, John, you have one story um, in the in the mix there that I've got to admit makes a hell of a lot more sense to me after because was it yourself or Marty shared that that thing on TikTok uh, yeah. a couple of days ago, and I was like, what is this all about? 
John, tell us about what's going on here. Yeah, so this is the news that broke a couple of days ago coming out of Columbus, uh, that uh, Columbus head coach Mike Babcock is under fire a little bit for uh, asking players uh, as the, the sort of pre-season training sessions are kicking off in the NHL to come into his office and bring their phones with them where the coaching staff and specifically Mike Babcock are asking players to airplay their video or their photos, uh, their photo albums to a screen in his office uh, and also asking to see their browsing history uh, to, in his, uh, I think, words, to get an understanding of uh, what the, the players are up to. Now, this... Was he actually asking for the browser history? I thought that was just in the TikTok video. I only no, read so about I think, the I think, there, I think there has I think there has been uh, an indication now that he has asked for that uh, as well. Um, please don't sue us if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> the The news broke on a, a, a small North American uh, podcast. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Uh, Spit and Chicklets. Uh, former uh, Elite League uh, player Matt Bissonnette. Uh, has been uh, basically uh, championing the players uh, in this situation and that he has said that he's heard it from multiple sources uh, that this is indeed the case. Uh, so much so that uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, put out a statement uh, yesterday, uh, mm. or, or sorry, two days ago on September 12th uh, from Mike Babcock saying, that while meeting with our players and staff, I asked them to share from their phones family pictures as part of the process of getting to know them better. There was absolutely nothing more to it than that. This was uh, The way this was portrayed on the Spit and Chicklets podcast was a gross misrepresentation of those meetings and extremely offensive. These meetings have been very important and beneficial, not only for me, but for our players and staff as well. And to have them depicted like this is irresponsible and completely inaccurate. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets captain, Boone Jenner, who has been in the press as having I think unofficially and through spit and chicklets they've said that he's not really taken with this but he's towed the party line here and has put out a joint statement with Babcock and he said while meeting with Babs he asked me about my family and where I'm from my upcoming wedding and hockey related stuff he then asked if I had pictures of my family and I was happy to share some with him he showed me pictures of his, his family I thought it was a great first meeting and good way for us to start to build a relationship. To have this blown out of proportion is truly disappointing. Now, since then, uh, some more uh, bits and pieces have come out and through different media, um, there have been basically comments thrown at, at Mike Babcock, who has a, let's call it a checkered history in the NHL mm -hmm. anyway. Uh, and former NHLer Mike Commodore, um, has gone out on social media uh, and basically said that Mike Babcock is a pervert uh, amongst many other things. There's a, a fairly lengthy Twitter uh, line that Mike has, has put out. He said that all of this is 100% true. I've heard about the exact same incident out of Columbus six weeks ago. Uh, recently heard about it happening to multiple players and staff. Um and he has said himself that he was waiting until camp, uh, training camp was done uh, before he mentioned anything to protect what he called his sources. Um, Aaron, 
this is a tough one I think at this point for us to pass any judgement on because I don't think there's been any further now spitting chiclets I've got to say are doubling down on this uh, mm. Mike uh, Bissonette is, is doubling down on his pressure on Babcock and on the Blue Jackets on social media uh, Biz has an enormous following uh, as does spitting chiclets and people will take their word as writ as do the dozens and dozens of Door 14 fans who will take everything that we say as writ uh, I'm sure uh, 100%. Fuzz and Campbell Fuzz and Campbell uh, who are, are who've corrected us multiple here, times already who, corre- who, who just kept us <laughs> on, the right, on the right path but they, they clearly believe absolutely everything that we say um, this is like this is too too fronted isn't it if it's true it's not a great look for Babcock it's not a great look for the Columbus Blue Jackets Separately, you've got an external, unconnected, independent, let's call them media, uh, because these day and age podcasts are uh, a, a proven media, form, yeah. a, a legitimate form of of media, effectively of journalism uh, as well. There are people who make um, careers out of podcasting as journalists. Um, what's your take on it? Do you know when I was a re- when I read the uh columbus statement first um it actually took me back to when i first joined the company that i worked for and i went out to uh, their head office we like doing exercises similar to this not like this but similar to this for ice breaking for team building isn't uncommon um now fair enough in the ice breaking that I'm used to, it's, I've never had to share photos <laughs> on, my, on, my, on my phone. If if I have shared photos, it's because you've done your ice breaking and you know you're like, hey, I'm getting married or whatever. You might show your phones in your photo, uh, your photos in your phone. Um, the ones that I've kind of seen go are like, hey, show us, show us um, on Google Maps something that's you know close to your your home that uh, means something to you in your childhood, and you get to tell a story about that kind of thing and that was really effective but never have i had to like share something on my phone um but i think ice breaking exercises like this aren't uncommon um would you have anything like that john and you started a new role recently did they have any team building icebreakers like that as well known how to i think well this is, they, with, they, no. this is because it's a new pl- it's a new player it's a new player coming in and no, no. This is this is this is Babs um, going through with with everyone effectively oh, um, okay. and and doing this. Um, the I think the the major issue here is about the, the tone of it and how it's been done. Yeah. Um, I think where maybe corp the corporate world does it, it's more of a. I want to call it without having experience of it, maybe an optional thing, and it's also a group exercise. True. Oh, 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 yes. yes. Sorry, massive group exercise. You've got it's a you group know, four exercise, or five people. and it's effectively yeah. done. If you want to do it, that sort yeah, of thing yeah. you can do. This is a a coach. Let's call it their. It's their direct boss. This is the guy who decides whether they get to yeah. play, um, whether it's one on one or with other members of the coaching staff or whatever. But these guys are being put on the spot. In a in a room in his office, which let's be honest, like you you get it's like going back to school. You get called into the principal's office. You get pulled into your um, your boss's office. That nine times out of ten, it's probably not for a good reason. So mm-hmm. 
you're already on edge about that. And I'm sure pro hockey players, they can handle pressure, but these guys have the keys to the to the career of these players. Yeah. So if you're going to go into that situation and you're going to say, well, sorry, coach, I'm not really happy with how you're asking. I'm not really happy with what you're asking me to do here, so I'm not going to do it. That's very easy for Babcock to say, right, well, you're on, you're on waivers, we're trading you, and you're going to get no ice time because yeah. I don't know you, I don't trust you, you're not doing what I say, you're uncoachable. Um, I think that's that's where the vitriol is coming from this. Um, mm. And it seems to be incredibly defensive right off the foot from the Blue Jackets in the way that they've attacked this. Um, and yes, I understand that Chicklets has a massive platform. Um, and like I say, people will take what they say and they will run with it. Um, so yes, the Blue Jackets, if they feel like they've got something to defend, they have to defend it. What I hope comes from this is that the organisation is proved right for backing the coach. But unfortunately, Babs has a track record. Uh, yeah. Various things. That doesn't help. That doesn't help the matter. It doesn't help. So it will be interesting to see how this plays out over coming days. Um, and how that affects the team going forward into the season when it does finally start. Um, it's As you say, we can't really pass judgment until we, we, we find out more. Um, the the pictures thing is weird. If the browser thing is true, that's that's not on at all. Yeah. Um, um, so that and when we when when you or Marty shared that TikTok, that was kind of the the kind of the focus of the TikTok. You know, like, like we want to just we just want to make sure that you're a good guy. We don't want to check any, um, you know, you're not doing anything Listen, weird. If if that happened in my work, nobody needs to see how many times I have to check how long to boil an what? egg for. Like honestly, <laughs> like there there's information that I really should be able to store in my brain. That I continually have to Google. It's part of our generation, and nobody needs to see that. It's just like what what do you buy? You know, someone who's turning seventy years old for their birthday. Um, yeah, that, like that kind of internet history. That's, that's... It is, it's exactly like. That. To be honest, I was I was actually just looking at uh, Fife in Glasgow for his trip over just to make sure that uh, they had uh, some ground level accessible seats. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want the I don't want the old boy having to do the stairs. Um, Aaron, <laughs> we only had the one story in period two. Um, anything else that you can think of uh, in there? No, no, I'm I'm good uh, to to move on to the next period. Right, right. Let's move on to period three. Period three is our general knocky news. Damn, knocky news! <laughs> there we got there in the end. Uh, Noki News then is, uh, if you haven't listened before, where we throw stories that either don't really hit nicely into periods one or two, or generally where we just think there's a bit more chit-chat to be had with them uh, and a bit of fun. Um, Aaron, I'm going to start... We have to go back to Cardiff. Two seconds. On that, I have done a little bit of prep work for this particular story. I'm going to go off off camera for two minutes because I've created myself some memorabilia okay it's worrying that you say two minutes because i don't know what i'm gonna no 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 two 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 seconds just just talk for two seconds okay so i'm I'm gonna intro i'll intro the story if you like 
So this past week, uh, the Cardiff Devils uh, released some questionable merchandise uh, with the players skating out at the end of their game wearing what is called the Cardiff Devils fan chain. Uh, an enormous, colourful, as they put it, I'm assuming plastic chain. What do you um, think, John? Outstanding. I, I made you know one what? for myself. Do you know what? I'd, I'd buy that. Yeah. I'd buy you that. Know. You're you're absolutely spot on. Oh. Um, so, as the Cardiff Devils website puts it, their thick and colourful fan chain is the perfect way to show your pride for your team. Professionally crafted from thick, vibrant EVA foam, it's layered with three foam pieces to make up this magnificent piece. The Cardiff Devils fan chain is durable and lightweight. Represent your team with pride with the stylish, unique fan chain. They are charging £22 for red, black, white and gold foam. I was able to get this from one of my wife's handbags. just want to say it. So this didn't cost me a thing. Um, I, I think this was a, a, a Christmas present from from my sister, from a good uh, Etsy site. So, do you know what? This was, John's got one, um, and that's one, the, the, the Flyers one there. So, yeah, this didn't have to, didn't, this didn't cost me a thing. Maybe I'll wear it the next game. I mean, sure, this thing's horrendous, right? Did you, did, did, were you on the last pod that we get the talk, did you talk about the, the logo? Did we get your thoughts on the logo itself? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The logo's horrendous. The reasoning behind the logo is ridiculous. The um, the idea that it, all the different things represent different parts is also horrendous. Uh, the idea that the horns say C&D is complete nonsense. It's a lie. Um, the flames, no, the devil is just hairy. Um, it's a travesty of a rebrand, uh, if I'm totally honest. And we went, we covered it in detail at the last podcast. Yep. So we'll we'll not go back into. But do you not think they're like? So then they're, they're just doubling down on it, though. They're like, yep. we hear you, we hear all the the pushback, but you know what? We don't care. I'm gonna go even further and make this horrendous yeah. looking. Screw you guys! Again. Look at this. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's effectively what they've done, um, and they've done it in the least classy way possible um like i can't i genuinely can't wait to see the first batch of away fans who decide to come to belfast wearing those things have, because they will have be you seen ridiculed up and down the sse like have you seen there's much wearing on a foam finger oh, there's wearing a foam finger that's yeah, fine yeah. like that's part of sporting tradition and all the rest of it look every team has a some questionable merch either through what it is the item that it is the quality of it let's say uh, or whatever this thing is on a different level altogether it's brutal but have we seen like what are Cardiff fans reactions to it have you seen Honestly, any reactions I haven't yeah. seen any reaction because I don't care enough to, to look and see what the reaction is but I guarantee you there will be an audience for that there's an audience for everything there will be yeah. Cardiff fans who were so vitriolic about the rebrand and the new logo and would have started like, not my logo and not my devils and all the rest of it. Give them six weeks, they'll be buying crap like that. Yeah, yeah. And they'll be wearing it to every game and it'll be handed down for three generations or at least 15 years until the devils decide to rebrand again. 
um, and it then becomes a worthless piece of uh, rubber trap round everyone's neck. Um, What's, what was Marty, the reason behind it? So did you say this again? What was the reason behind it? Were, are they just? Oh, there was multiple reasons, but their main one was that they wanted the logo to be scalable. They said that. The no, no, no. Sorry. Logo... What was the What was the reason for the the goldy looking chain? Just, just money. You want to make just money? It's merch. It's, it's nonsense. It's money. It's stuff for their social media. And uh, let's say I'm sure it's been uh, a massive, massive success for them. Uh, and I'm sure they'll make a, a bit of money off it, but to me, it's just a horrendous, horrendous thing to have. Um, Marty, Marty actually threw that story up there, and he asked uh, a question that, that honestly, I, I don't have an answer for off the top of my head right now. But he's asked, "What is the weirdest or most bizarre merch you've ever seen?" And if anyone well, we had, comments we, has something, we had one. I fair enough. It was it was of the time, um, and it was the um, was it five pounds for antiseptic what hand what hand clean? Oh yeah, five. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, five, that was that uh, was a bit weird. That was weird and tone deaf. I yeah, think. yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'll I'll accept that that's that's weird uh, and bizarre merch. Yep. Um, I can't think of like stuff. I'm, do you know what? I've probably seen like stuff that I've scoffed at either like in the Hall of Fame or in some of the NHL arenas going into their shops because there is some bizarre stuff that you can pick up uh, out and about mm. the place. Um, but I honestly can't think. Do you know what? I'm going to take it as homework. And I'm going to do a bit of research and I'm going to find some of the, the weirdest and most bizarre merch. On the flip side, I will say that the Giants released what I think was one of the strangest but most useful pieces of branded merch ever. And there's only one of the four of us has one. And we always cheer whenever Dave brings this out. And it's the four pint plastic holder. Yes. That has the Giants logo on it. Absolutely love that thing. And I wish they yep. would re-release it. Because let's face it, the Giants rebranded too. So we need a new uh, four pint uh, holder. Do you know what I have kicking about and I found recently as well? Um, I have, God, what even season is it? I have top trump cards of the Giants. So, you know, so you've got the, you know, the top trumps. Yeah. And it's of every player and the stats. So you can mm -hmm. play top trumps. That's like, that's going back there. I thought I brought that down here somewhere. That's, that's I'll unfortunate. I'll have... That's unfortunate if you come up against someone who's got the five pack for them. <laughs> yes. Well, I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. There, yeah. I suppose there hasn't been the weird stuff and maybe this is why it's rubbing up against us is that this is the just the weird end of uh, of merch coming back maybe um, and Anthony's just put now. up some so he has um, talking about a toaster yeah having yeah, a toaster yeah, so, uh, but here the question if you were able to get a toaster that burned Finn's face onto your toast would you buy it? You know the way you get those ones with where you get like Darth Vader and you can get yeah, Darth Vader. Yeah, well, that's toast? that's what that's what Anthony's talking about there. Uh, in that does one. that actually do that? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy the toaster. I mean, no, that's that's super weird. But he does make a good point and one that I'd completely forgotten about: the Steelers bedding. When the Steelers released bedding, that was super weird. And actually, I can roll that to Belfast because Belfast once did bedding as well, and it was it was weird. 
it was come and pick up the, your bed sheets for tonight uh, with all the was it single stuff. or double like for singles for singles. kids i think they were kids i think they were singles that's for all kids. right that doesn't, think, that's fine now i think and anthony correct me if i'm wrong but the devil or the Steelers did theirs in like doubles and queens and kings and stuff as if whole families were going to go out there and deck out all their beds and Steelers merch um, if it's if it's singles fair, i'm okay with go, that that's, that's if you kids. go to enough Steelers games you could probably patch together enough of their free rally towels to make yourself some bedding um so that's that's neither here nor there um, anthony also confirmed that the toaster did actually put the burn the logo into the into the piece of toast i'm all yeah. for that <laughs> should do a competition to find who can find the weirdest hockey merch what do you think we've got to give away in a competition <laughs> are you are you putting the prize up fuzz anyway i'm gonna move us on here because we could get lost into a black hole of weird I, merch uh, unfortunately i can't give away day. i can't give away this merch this is part of this is part of my wife's handbag and this is uh, i really like this logo <laughs> Sorry, I'm go really for it, John. Enjoy, I'm, I'm really going to enjoy you playing about with that next to your microphone now. Um, right. We've just come through roughly the second week of um, pre-season. Um, and this last weekend especially, things got feisty in the UK in hockey. Uh, we had the Dundee Fife um, games. They got feisty. Plenty of fights. Plenty of fisticuffs going on there. The Nottingham-Sheffield games got physical fights going on there the nihl there were multiple fights and actually line brawls and bench clearances within the nihl um what's going on um is it yeah is this players just coming back to the game is it um but is things just getting away from them did you not Maybe you hinted that this, you kind of hinted that this earlier, which is that these games don't have any, well, potentially don't have any repercussions. Well, they do and they don't. It'd be interesting to hear. So, for the NIHL, for example, there were exhibition games in the NIHL. It'd be interesting to know there because those are, those are teams in the same league. Those are teams who come under the same jurisdiction. Um, surely something might happen there and I'm sure if there was dangerous play in the games between the elite league teams that then the remit of the elite league like we talked about earlier on that that Mm. would then trigger but in the NHL for example the game between the Phantoms and the Raiders um, there were fights at the doors there were guys getting taken off the ice and there were there were fights continuing at the uh, the doors to the ice Um, there were Bench clearances, like I said, there were line brawls. Um, even Carter Hamill was getting involved in uh, in fights in the uh, the NIHL as well this weekend past. Um, so I don't know. It's it's been a while since we've seen things sort of go go out and explode in that way. And to be honest, the only reason I was aware of it. Uh, and I don't know if you follow them, but um, British Hockey Fights are at Hockey Fights UK on X. Um, or let's be honest, Twitter. Let's just call it Twitter. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, they just kept popping up over the weekend on mm. my my feed because there was just fight after fight after fight after brawl going on across the UK. It was just mental. Um, 
Oh, Anthony, correct me there that uh, Carter Hamill's fight was actually a league game, not a challenge match. Uh, and yeah, you're right. Brandon Miles did knock him about a bit, but fair play to to Carter for standing up because he was about half the height of Miles uh, in that fight, and it was uh, good to see him not back down. Um, it's I don't know. I I don't know how to read into it. We're early in the season, so is it just guys with their blood up? Yeah, I I don't know. I I say I was just thinking back to your your comment earlier about you know because uh, it's pre-season I appreciate the one the example there it wasn't pre-season but if it's pre-season um, they're not going to get any bans in the actual season from their, the from what happens here then is it a time that they, they let their blood boil a little bit let their hair down and get into it or is it just as you say straight in first couple of games let's get stuck in and they just get let themselves get uh, away with it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm laughing. I got distracted by Campbell's comment. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, Campbell coming in with the top quality content that we all need right now. Is X a worse rebrand than the Devils? I don't think anything's a worse rebrand than the Devils uh, this season. Not in the <laughs> what's what's Campbell going to do when they rebrand Facebook to Y? What's he going to do when they close Facebook? <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Shocking to think it. Uh, right, Aaron, I'm going to move us on to the last story here, um, and it's a, a very quick, very short one. Uh, I don't want to say that news broke today, because it's uh, broken on this day for quite a number of years, actually, as it turns out. Uh, and that's the news that Belfast Giants own number 14, Sean Norris. It's his birthday! Way. So we just wanted to take the opportunity, uh, as door 14, <coughs> to say happy birthday to Sean Norris. Um, who I'm sure is a, a very small percentage of the age of uh, our poor uh, old man of the podcast, Marty, who is celebrating his 91st birthday today. Uh, 91? Oh, sorry, like... celebrate, celebrated it yesterday, uh, but is out celebrating it again tonight. Uh, it's incredible what that what that man's able to do at his age. Absolutely incredible that he can help us run this podcast. The energy that he has. Energy of a man less than half his age. Uh, it's just incredible. <laughs> Um, but no, I just want to say happy birthday to, to Sean Norris um, and I've done it on a couple of podcasts now but I just want to thank him again for his time at playoffs uh, he was uh, one of the one of the, the best guys to, to chat to over playoffs it was uh, fantastic to chat to him and I look forward to hopefully chatting to him a little bit more as we go through this season as well as we progress some some uh, ideas for content that will hopefully be coming soon I like this idea. Yep. Um, with that in mind, we are finished with period three. However, I am going to take us to overtime. Whoever. I'm going to keep my, 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 my chain on for overtime. Yeah, me and everyone watching and listening uh, can also hear that you're going to keep it on. Oh, does um, it make a lot of noise? I'll you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. It's only when you move it. <laughs> um, <laughs> the overtime, I've got to say, the overtime segment uh, video always gives me palpitations because it's the only one that for some reason we never put uh, music onto. Uh, so it so always quiet. Me. It yeah. is, it's incredibly quiet. There's like two or three seconds of silence. Um Aaron, we are in overtime and we're in overtime for one reason and one reason alone. And that's because Marty did a thing. He wants us to have a chat about jerseys. 
Uh, now, there are a few jerseys in the Elite League that have already been uh, released. There are still mm -hmm. a couple that are yet to be released. Hopefully, if this works, I'm going to be able to show this. No, you are? I, I, Technology I, at its I, best here. I don't know if this is going to work or not. Let's be totally honest. But let's try it anyway. It didn't work. So, never mind. Let's just... <laughs> like, we knew that stuff like this was going to happen. Uh, basically, I've had a massive warning uh, that just said, this isn't going to work. So, we have six released jerseys to date. Uh, there are uh, a few teams yet to release uh, their jerseys for the coming season. But, let's start looking through. Let's start with our own Belfast Giants. Uh now, there are alternate jerseys throughout the, the league as well. We're concentrating on the main home and away jerseys. Um, Aaron, we're going to spend more time talking about the Belfast ones. We've chatted in our group chat about them. What's your thoughts on the home and away jerseys for the Giants this season? Do you like my, my really steady camera work here? It's fantastic. Um, I, I'm not... Okay, hold on. First of all, they are Giants jerseys, and they're not um, a massive takeaway from from last season. But I, I I don't really get the the tie dye type look. I don't under what's what's going on. What's what is happening with the tie dye? Do, do we know what the reasoning is behind that? Nope, no idea. Okay, it's just just the design feature. Um, I have to admit, I preferred. Uh, was it last season where we had like the um, the hexagon shapes from the Giants Causeways as the background. Yep. Like there's a little pattern. I thought that was more like it was more in tune to Northern Ireland and had the acting of one in the story. Um, I, I will admit I preferred last season's jersey over this Aaron, honestly, I'm going to tell you, flip that background. We will throw up pictures on socials of the, the jerseys uh, later on for people as they... Uh, and they can peruse them. Uh, the idea of a, a shaky cam going on for the next five minutes is just giving me palpitations. And Marty, <laughs> I be, tried. Mar Marty will be cringing uh, trying to do that, <laughs> trying to watch it even. Um, Belfast Giants jerseys, I actually quite like them. Um, really? My main one is my main one is now I haven't seen it in person yet, but from everything that I've seen on social media, now I like it as it's presented, but what I've heard is that it doesn't look just as stark in person i think the way okay. that it's been photographed with the arena light on it um i think that has made a massive difference to it the one thing i do love is the gold accents on it this season yep. and we've okay you guys have ribbed me before about gold and slash yellow, yellow. this is definitely gold because it's gold for champions uh we were the grand slam champions Therefore, we were the only ones who took home any sort of gold or silver last season. Uh, so, therefore, that's why we put the gold on the jersey this season. And actually, I love it. And that home jersey uh, will be coming home with me home. at some point <laughs> this season. Uh, yep. The away jersey, I know that I think in general that's been the more positively received one across the fan base. Um I just think it's very plain. I think it looks like every away jersey we've ever had. And I get that the away jersey has to has to do a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it has to be an away jersey. It has to be a white jersey. Uh, but there's there's ways to make that look individual. Yep. 
Um, Fuzz is on there. And like I said, we're only concentrating on the home and away Challenge Cup. I'm 100% with you. I think it's actually the superior jersey. But unfortunately, I'm not a challenge. I'm not a... Uh, or sorry, not the Challenge Cup. I think you're wrong. The Challenge Cup jersey is horrendous. Sorry, I'm going to take your comment off there. The red jersey. <laughs> it's awful. The red jersey is awful. The, you're talking uh, about the CHL? Jersey, the season oh. ticket jersey is peak. I absolutely love it. Uh, the the black uh, jersey with the teal accents and stuff, I think it's perfect. I think that's the perfect Belfast Giants jersey uh, as well. Um, moving on. Oh, no, no, no. You bring up Campbell's comment. Oh, sorry. Campbell says he's with our... Oh, that's why you want it, bro. I'm with our not plus <laughs> the tie-dye look like last year's better. No, I well, will... I will look, I, do you know what? That's what you get from the Facebook generation. That's what you get. I will admit I, I agree with the gold accents um, and the reasoning behind it. But um, again, as I said, I just preferred the the call back to the Giants Causeway um, mm. in, the other, in the other jerseys. If you were buying one this season, what one would it be out of the four? Oh, it'll be the home jersey. After all that, e- even even after all that, and I I will be <laughs> even after all that. Um, well, one, well, I can't buy that. I, I I'm not a season ticket holder, so I can't buy the season ticket one. We do know people, though. We do know people, um, and uh, I want to uh, last year's. <laughs> you said that they're still for sale. They are. If you go down to Ice Locker, Campbell, you'll be able to get one of last year's. They're going a little bit cheaper. Uh, to be honest, not much, but a little bit cheaper. Uh, right, come on. Let's move on. We've got uh, another five five lots of jerseys to look at here. Coventry Blaze. Are we going through um, them all? I thought you were just going to choose. tell, tell me what to no, choose. No, no, no. Let's, let's, quickly, let's quickly rattle through these and we can uh, look at the other four teams once they've uh, released, hopefully, in the next podcast. Well, it'll definitely have to be uh, because uh, all the teams will be in action. Uh, Coventry Blaze, have they done anything out of the ordinary? I think it looks like no. every Coventry Blaze jersey we've ever seen for the last Coventry years going to hockey, like yeah. fifteen years. Yep. It's just a Blaze jersey, isn't it? Yep. Uh, uh, Cardiff is just Cardiff, but with the new logo, isn't it? Well, the, Cardiff the... is Cardiff with the new logo. The off-center stripes are really off-putting across both jerseys. The the grey stripes are horrendous and actually are a copy of our chl jersey from last year um which mm. is i mean they can't help did they always have the tr- copy the, did they always have the tridents at the bottom of the jerseys no that's new it looks like a fence it looks like one of those fence. old victorian fences around a garden it, it just <laughs> it looks so so stupid not no part of that rebrand is working uh, to be perfectly honest and the less said about it, the better. So let's move on. Let's move on to the Dundee Stars. Uh, Dundee have done, similar to the Blaze, in my opinion, it looks like every Dundee Stars jersey we've ever seen. Uh, there's been a lot of hate, I'll be honest, about their Challenge Cup jersey online. It's the light blue uh, sort of tonal thing. Uh, mm. Not a lot of people taken with uh, with that jersey. Um, unfortunately, being in the Belfast Giants, we're going to see it about 8,000 times this season. Uh, I'm going to skip the next one. I'm going to go to the last one. Let's go to the Nottingham Panthers. Uh, home jersey, pretty same, same. They've switched the colour blocks and they've gone with the black 
as the mm. main color rather than the the yellow or gold, uh, whatever you deem uh, to be the color that the Panthers play in. Custard, uh, I believe, is the traditional color they use. Um, the away jersey, though, is interesting. I like it. I like it. The the block white of the chest and right arm, but then the black stripe really does. Add, I think it adds. I think you're right. It adds something to that jersey. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a fan of that jersey. I think I think it's bold, the diagonal design, as you said. The black. Now, are you talking about the black stripe at the bottom, or are you talking about the like the big the, black the big block? block on the yeah, arm? Yeah, you know, I'm. I I'm think that looks. Of... I think that looks pretty cool. I think that's it's and, and it's pains different. Me to say it's different. Exactly, it's different, and because it's an away jersey, it stands out more because they've yeah, done yeah. something different with an away jersey. The other thing I like, and it's the reason I've kept the last one to last is I like the Panthers jersey because it looks clean. It looks very mm. clean of sponsors. But the team who are much cleaner uh, of sponsors, who, to be honest, I think have got some of the best jerseys this season, are the Five Flyers. I, would, I, I can't disagree with you on that one. Now, there, so there's two sides to that, really. Unfortunately, um is it that they're not getting the sponsorships and so that they, they are able to... Now, they do have some, like, spec savers and they've got a few other ones there. So they're not yeah, so having to I, cram their, their jersey with sponsors, which yeah, then what the flyers the have What the Flyers have done over the last few seasons is they have what they call their Great Eight sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I imagine they have done is that their Great Eight sponsors are paying a premium to be on the jersey mm-hmm. as opposed to... The likes of Dundee, um, the traditional Sheffield Steelers jersey, which is just a moving advertisement for 8,000 businesses. And I expect mm-hmm. this season to be no different. They'll all, the, all those sponsors will be paying slightly less than what I suspect. Well, less in when you put it into perspective between the franchises uh, mm-hmm. for being on the jersey. I suspect the Flyers are able to do that and keep that jersey clean because they're they're great eight. Uh, are represented there by paying a slightly higher premium uh, and then they have all the rink sponsors and everything else that will be paying for uh, being on the boards for being the whatever the penalty kill uh, sponsor the puck sponsor the puck out of play sponsor and whatever else that you happen to do to me that's ideal because what you end up with is a jersey with a little bit more team character now I'll, again I'll say it the home and away jerseys are not my favourite. If you've got 20 seconds spare, go and look at the Challenge Cup jersey for the Five Flyers. That is peak. Now, if I happen to go down to Kirkcaldy through the season, as I probably will, if I happen to accidentally go on a Challenge Cup game and I accidentally happen to hand a few quid to a shirt off the back, I'll not be heartbroken. I'll not be heartbroken if I win it. Um, but I won't be spending Starting the conversion. Starting a conversion. Um, oh no no! I've got a Flyers jersey in the in the house hanging up. Um, like I, I have no qualms about where I come from, where I got into hockey, but I'm not a Flyers fan. Uh, but that Challenge Cup jersey is sweet. I I agree. I really like their jersey, and as uh, it's it is down to how clean it is, how uh, the, the lovely stripes across the, the the middle, the tartan on the inside of the home jersey, and then the tartan on the away, arms. Away. Uh, on... Is it? Tartan's on the away. White's away. White's always away. Oh, apologies. Yeah, um, it's on the way on the way jersey. It is really nice. My uh, my concern, as I say, just as I said earlier, 
are they that that is a team that needs funding, additional funding? Um, they've said four. So are they are they going for a, a cleaner jersey rather than trying to get some additional funding? Um, I think that's that's ultimately a team decision, and they've obviously mm. made their call with this. So I mean, yep. hopefully the team is 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 functional with whatever they're yeah. getting. But if that's the end result and that's the decision that they've made, as I think they have, then I think that's peak because I'd love to see more teams doing that. And I think the home jersey's closer to like an, an NHL jersey at the moment now. Well, if that, you think about the NHL jersey, with that wee small, yeah. small, well, I appreciate the FFDR logo's fairly, it's big enough, but like, you know, with the, the NHL now having that small logo in the top corner. Yeah. That that jersey, the blue with the yellow, the two yellow stripes, that emulates the Flyers jerseys from like the fifties and sixties, um, yep. back where they were like these fitted knitted things, um, and that's kind of what the Flyers wore. Um, so I, I I like it for that reason. But like I say, the go to we can trigger Marty here. We can trigger Marty. It's a proper retro jersey. Oh, it is. Let, let's not go too far. Um, <laughs> what I like about the away jersey is that. Uh, if you remember the the Flyers jersey that I have, Marty refers to it as the seizure jersey because it's the full tartan, like blue oh, and yellow yeah, yeah. on the white. Um, my idea is that now with the tartan under the arms in the away jersey, you know the dinosaur in Jurassic Park that has the big frill on its neck and it spits the like tar. My idea is that the Flyers come up the ice and if a defenseman comes anywhere near them, they just raise their arms, and the opposition player is just blinded and they get past them. I'm sure that's exactly what it is. Uh, take that as rip because you heard it here on the Door 14 Hockey Podcast. That's what they're going to do. And what are they going to... <laughs> I'm not going to say it. doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Aaron, with that, we have nothing else left to discuss on this episode of the podcast unless you have anything else. No, we just again need to do a massive shout out to Marty celebrating his 100th birthday um, um, yesterday. Absolutely legend. So yeah, so it's good to have him. Absolutely, yeah. As you say, the legend that is Martin Branny celebrating his centenary. Um, really glad you made it uh, to this stage, and uh, I know you're really looking forward to receiving that letter from the king. So uh, keep your eyes on that post box, mate. Uh, it's, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's on its way. Uh, with that, then that is the end of uh, episode one zero four of the nearly 14. as old as me. Uh, exactly. Um, Guys, you know where to hit us up uh, by now uh, on our socials. We're on uh, Twitter, because we, we refuse to call it X, uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, and a number of other places. Um, our username on all of those is at Door14Hockey. You can catch our previous episodes uh, and a few blogs that we've written over the years on our website at door14hockey.com. And you can listen back to any episodes of the podcast uh, on our uh, podcast on your podcast provider of choice, or you can ask your smart speaker to play the Door Fourteen Hockey Podcast. With that, I have been Marty, and you are. I'm Aaron. <laughs> have a great week and enjoy the hockey. Where. That's the wrong one. So that was perfect. I'm I'm gonna do this again and not cut myself off. Um so (laughs) enjoy your hockey wherever you are.
Well done.